We celebrate National Lager Day with Boofer and Gabby. Oh yeah, it's gonna be fun. This is today. Welcome to This Is Today, the podcast that features the stories that make this day unique. It's Thursday, December 10th, 2020. I'm Russ, and here's what you need to know about today. Well, it is the first day of Hanukkah today, so happy Hanukkah to you. It's also Human Rights Day today, and this is something that commemorates the day in which the United Nations issued the Universal Declaration of Human Rights back in 1948. Uh, And as I mentioned, it's National Logger Day. I said that in the open and I mentioned Boofer and Gabby. Well, they're going to be joining me in just a little bit. And, you know, I can't have lager by myself. So I invited the hosts from Can't Win for Losing podcast to join me and, you know, throw back a lager or two. Uh, yeah, we also talk about Meg White and uh, we'll get into that in just a little bit here. But first, let's take a look at our events for today. Yeah, we got to go back to 1961, because anytime I get a chance to mention Dr. Ruth, I've got to mention it, and she was married on this day to Fred Westheimer on this day. Yeah, right here, this day, Dr. Ruth. I wonder what they did for her honeymoon. Anyway, uh, Dr. Ruth, in case you don't know, was a German-American sex therapist, media personality, author, radio. I say was, but she still is. She's still around. Uh, She was born in 1928. And yeah, she's still doing it. She's still doing things. She's still hosting stuff. Um, Yeah, Uh, Dr. Ruth was actually married three times. Uh, She said that each one of her marriages played an important role in her relationship advice. However, that third one, that was the real one. And they were married until his death in 1997. They did have two children and they have four grandchildren. On this day in 2005, Richard Pryor died. Yeah, you know, he had such a tragic childhood. His mom was a prostitute. His dad was a pimp. His grandma was the owner of the brothel that his mom worked at. And oh, by the way, that was his house. That's how he grew up. He actually modeled his early stand-up routines after Bill Cosby. But, you know, that just wasn't him. He made a bunch of changes, uh, almost a complete 180 on the routine and became the Richard Pryor that we know and love and just crack up at today. Um, Yeah, you know, his SNL appearance was absolutely epic. Uh, This was early on in SNL. I believe it was the first season. And the story that I know about this is that NBC really didn't want Richard Pryor on the show because they were afraid of what he would say. So they instituted a five-second delay. But before they even decided on that, to get on the show, Lauren Michaels actually had to threaten to quit the show in order to get him on here. And that's how strongly Lauren Michaels felt about him being on the show. The appearance was definitely epic. Uh, It was uh, so, so funny. Uh, That is streaming. And also uh, what's streaming is a documentary about Richard Pryor, because I could go on and on and on about him. Check out Omit the Logic. It's on Netflix and it's streaming now. It is a great documentary so that you can learn more about the man behind those jokes. All right. When we come back, we'll be joined by Boofer and Gabby from Can't Win for Losing podcast. We'll be right back. 
and welcome back. So yeah, we are celebrating National Logger Day, and uh, we're, we're also going to talk about Meg White because it's her birthday. We'll get into that in a second. But first, uh, let me welcome my guests to the show. We've got Gabby and Boofer from Can't Win for Losing podcast. Hey, Hi. Russ. I can't believe it's December 10th already. It's the year is just flying by. It feels like Thanksgiving was just yesterday. I know, doesn't it? Like this, <laughs> this month is flying by. It's hard to believe. I'm so excited to be here Meg White's birthday. I'm here excited to talk about lager. Uh, are you guys uh, drinking a lager right now? <laughs> I noticed that's how you start your show each week is you've, you've got the, the beer opening. Is that an actual beer opening or using a sound effect? Every time I, I it's we're we're past 70 episodes now i've already thought about it many times that i should be using a sound effect but no that actually is every time a new can of beer opened up every episode (laughs) now i don't hear during the episode i don't hear another can opening that's correct gabby's already halfway through she's okay uh, two sheets to the wind by the time we start recording (laughs) the episode i want another beer so badly We gotta, uh, yeah, we gotta make that happen. Just maybe you, you could just have a get a tap in your house for all these uh, podcasts. All right. Uh, so I, I used to live with a guy. We had a tap system going on. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of things going on. You know, it's less work, cans and recycling. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah, I did one of those. Uh, it was called like Bruley or something like that. It was like this tap that you would get. Hopsy. That's that's what it was. Okay. It was a service that would deliver beer to me in these little weird looking containers, and you plug it into the tap. It worked out great. They of course went bankrupt this year, like many other things. But uh, it was great to have that little tap thing, and there was no cleaning. That was the best part about it, because having a tap and cleaning that's the sucky part about the whole thing. You, oh yeah, you oh. drank them dry. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Uh, so I guess Sam Sam Adams, the Boston logger, that's the the big one that everybody knows. Have you had one of those? It seems to be. I have tried it before. I am okay with it. I mean, it's not my go-to, but I, I can definitely respect what they've done. How about you, Boofer? Have you tried that? By principle, since I'm a St. Louis fan, I can't enjoy anything out of Boston. I don't enjoy it. <laughs> the, I don't enjoy the Bruins. I don't enjoy the Patriots. They, they've been beating up on us. And St. Louis, a championship mm-hmm. after championship. I mm-hmm. don't enjoy anything out of Boston. Uh, maybe a little bit of Marty Body Boston. What about but... the Dropkick Murphys? No, no. Oh, um, I, what? I just, I just had people unsubscribe from our podcast. <laughs> I understand. I it's it's. <laughs> just on the wrong way. You bring up uh, the Mighty Mighty Boston's. Another band that I've got to bring up, uh, the White Stripes, because we did a drummer day. A couple of weeks ago, it was National, I don't know, Hug a Drummer or National Something Drummer Day. Um, as you can tell, I totally pay attention all these days. Um, and we started tweeting about Meg White. I, I didn't talk about her at all in the Drummer Day. And um, were you guys a little upset about that? Oh, I mean, I I wasn't upset that you didn't particularly I feel her, Gabby but... was more upset than she's really putting on here. Yeah. So, Not only. Yeah, she... I mean, reading the tweet, it seems like she was a little upset. I mean, not, a, not only if she was a fan of uh, Jack White here, she's got to be a big fan of Meg White and herself. Right? Absolutely. I think she's, you know, amazing. She's a female rock star who seems to live life completely on her own terms. Um, Ross, did you know that there's a gender ratio of 4.8 male artists to every one female artist in the music industry? Really? So about, yeah, a less than 20% representation by female artists. Even oh, so. Wow. I stumbled across this quote, which perfectly describes, um, she ended up saying it about Bob Dylan, I believe. 
She once said, I don't want to know about my biggest idols. I don't want to read their autobiographies. I don't want to find out what they're really like. And I feel the same way, right? I kind of want her to be in this mysterious little bubble, and that's fine with me. But we have to be real about it. I mean, there's there's sexism in the music industry. Without a doubt, Meg White was not given proper credit while she was part of the White Stripes. And certainly, mm-hmm. still, people don't take her as seriously as a drummer. I mean, you go to any forum. I mean, it's it's sick to see just what people will write about her. Just totally diminishing every little thing that she contributed to music in general and the soul that she gave it. Um, sorry if I'm getting like a little bit heated by I this. I can't even interject but, on um, this. You know, <laughs> let's, let's run down her stats for just a second, Ross. Stats. Drummer stats. Yeah. She's a drummer for six studio albums, not to mention um, 12 live albums capturing her live performances in action right? Mm -hmm. There were 269 concerts with the White Stripes, all right? Meg has four Grammys to her name. I mean, she's ranked 94 on the Rolling Stones' 100 greatest drummers list of all time, all right? You can't dispute the talent, the skill. There's something ineffable about Meg White that made her style totally iconic, and that's why she is my favorite. Uh, Russ, I'm going to tell you why I dislike Meg White. Are you... I thought there was a point going on here. <laughs> yeah, point. I think a lot of people uh, like to jump on her because of the simplicity of her drumming style. But that's just the style of the music that is the White Stripes, right? There's well, not there, there's well, complexity and simplicity. Correct? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's what mm-hmm. I'm getting at. You're mm-hmm. about to stop on me and tell me that I'm stupid. I get it, but <laughs> I understand a little bit. Uh, I I enjoy her. I this this is someone that uh, has made a career very simply out of doing one thing. But here's what's even more complicated about her though. And you know, I'm sorry if I'm being an armchair psychologist here, but I don't think she really wanted it. You know what I mean? I believe that also. I think that she was just kind of there and she did the job and she did it really in her own way, her own style. And there's a part of her that I thank so completely because I was raised um, as a classical pianist. I ended up writing my own songs based on that foundation on the piano. Can we get a sample now, of one of your songs real quick? Oh, sure. I'll, I'll send you one, Ross. Don't worry. Um, <laughs> like now I'm teaching myself how to play the guitar and I feel so, so very simple in what I'm creating, but at the same time, I feel the freedom to make it because I feel something, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think whatever it is and someone out there is going to connect to it in some major way, um, and that's all to do based on not only what Meg did, but also the White Stripes in general. So I have a lot to thank um, when it comes to them and certainly Meg, because she was unapologetically herself. I think and the freedom that's you cool. feel is basically just being able to take the guitar from room to room as opposed to piano. It doesn't move or travel as well. <laughs> you know, uh, when you're talking about sexism in the music industry, I thought of, and yeah, I listened to Taylor Swift. I thought of that song that she did, I'd Be the Man, where basically yeah. she talks about how much harder she has to work and how much, you know, she gets gossip about because she's a woman. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I like that song because it calls that out. Yeah. I mean, a woman gets scrutinized a thousand times more than a man. I mean, it just, it's weird. I, I yeah. don't know if I'd still like that, but, um, you know, their skill, how much talent they have when it comes to the music they play, it's, it's all based on 
their gender versus, you know, just what they're actually producing and what they're contributing to the world. It's crazy to me. You know, I, I was going to say, hey, let's talk about your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a weird segue, though. Uh, but we are <laughs> we are hitting up against a, a time window here. So uh, your guys' podcast, I do love it. You know, uh, I, I have to say, um, I've talked to several people. And as I talk to guests and things like that, they always bring up, oh, yeah, I love when you guys have Boofer and Gabby on the show. So just, just so you know. Awesome. Um, oh, my God. Getting, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if they want to hear more from you guys, where do they go? What's the podcast? Uh, we are on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Did you know they're the exact same thing? Uh, we're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, <laughs> Stitcher, iTunes, Amazon. We are everywhere. Just open up your favorite podcast app. Search Can't Win for Losing. Hit the subscribe button or follow button or whatever the app says it is. You can do it on your phone, on your tablet, or on your laptop. You could do it on all of them. It would be more appreciated. Uh, and you can find uh, at CWL Podcast on Twitter, on Instagram, and on Facebook. Bam. There you go. You guys are everywhere. There you go. All right. Uh, thank you for jumping in today. And uh, let's take a look at our birthdays, shall we? Yeah. Kang Daniel is 24 today. Bobby Flay, you know, the celebrity chef. Yeah. 56 today. Tiana Taylor is 30. Raven Simone, 35. Greg Giraldo, he passed away in 2010. He was born on this day back in 1965. And I've saved the best for last. Uh, Meg White turns 46 today. That's your look at December 10th. Thanks for listening to This Is Today. We do our best to pull together all the correct information. If we made a mistake and you heard it, you're super smart. And it was probably Boofer's fault. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and give us a five star if you think we deserve it. If you'd like to make sure that we cover something on a future episode, let us know. Go to thisistodaypodcast.com to make suggestions, give us feedback, and see our other podcasts. I hope you enjoyed learning about today. I'm Russ, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.